The world isn't simple anymore. And on the Walden Pond podcast, your host, anti-fraud expert Vince Walden, is talking to experts about the technology and compliance trends you need to know about to keep your compliance and fraud detection programs relevant. If you're looking for insights that are practical, timely, and innovative, welcome to The Pond. Welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, and I'm excited to be here with the CEO of Leap Year Technologies, Ishan Nerikar. So glad to have you on the show this week, Ishan. The topic that we're going to be covering on differential privacy has been fascinating. Uh, But before we get started in typical Walden Pond approach, I'll start out with a Thoreau quote dating back 150 years ago when he wrote Walden. A man is rich in proportion to the number of things which he can afford to let alone. And as I was choosing that quote, I was thinking about differential privacy and the fact that you leave the real data alone. How can we all enrich our lives and enrich (laughs) the data privacy? So that was my link here. So uh, Ishan, tell me real quick about your background and what you're doing with uh, Leap Your Technology. Yeah, absolutely. So my background is, you know, when I was in college, I knew I liked solving problems and I liked teaching. And so I always thought I'd be an academic. So I started my career in research. One of my first jobs was at MIT. I worked with the U.S. Defense Department on a research initiative related to mathematical modeling. And I really enjoyed math and research and working on new ideas. But around that time, I realized that research wasn't for me. I wanted to work on something more long-term and not so much on writing papers. And so I started to do consulting, and I consulted for various different organizations, for example, with the U.S. government and with the Fortune 500. And throughout that process of working on many different problems related to data, to analytics, to machine learning, with all these different companies, I learned that pretty much every heavily regulated industry, whether it's healthcare, financial services, insurance, telco, was facing challenges around using and sharing sensitive data. And if you looked at the landscape of methods for protecting privacy, it was generally not well suited to solve this next generation problem of how do you share sensitive data and how do you make sensitive data available. And there were lots of solutions out there, whether it was masking or anonymizing data, And they were good for the problems that they were intended to solve, but they weren't really helpful for sharing information for advanced analytics between different geographies across business lines or with third parties. They ultimately resulted in a loss of data value and could be easily reverse engineered from a security and privacy perspective. And so that was really the genesis of Leap Year, which was how can you apply very advanced, rigorous mathematics to solving this problem of how to make information available for analytics and machine learning to third parties. And that's how we started the company. And the idea that we built the technology and the product around is is called differential privacy. See, that's uh, fascinating. You know, and I was doing a bit of research on this once I heard about it. And, you know, again, Wikipedia gives a simple definition, which I'd like to read and get your take on. It says, differential privacy is a system for publicly sharing information about a data set by describing the patterns of groups within the data set while withholding information about individuals in the data set. (laughs) Pretty straightforward, but what's your take on that? Is that an accurate description? Yeah, I think that's directionally right. You know, I'll start 
high level and go a bit deeper into differential privacy is. So the high level analogy I like to use, it's sort of like looking at data through a lens. So if you're working on things like reporting, modeling, AI, data science, machine learning, things that are related to finding patterns in the data, building models on the data, understanding trends in the data, then the lens is is clear. You, you see everything that you need to, you get all the results you need. Right. But as you start narrowing down to facts about individuals, specific entities, transactions, things that whoever has the data either wants to protect or has a regulatory obligation not to disclose, then the lens starts to become more and more hazy. And by the time you isolate something that's personal data, personally identifiable information, something about a specific transaction, something about a trade, something that needs to be protected, then by that point, the lens is opaque. That's the high-level overview I'd give you of what differential privacy is. Going a bit more into the details, it's really a way of learning statistical patterns without exposing the underlying record-level information. So it lets you learn a statistic, build a model, but what it ensures mathematically is that whoever is doing the analysis isn't able to identify or isolate any property of an individual record in the data set. They can't learn individual record level properties, but they can learn broader patterns and trends and build models in the data. Now, when I think about this audience who are legal, compliance, and data privacy professionals, this has kind of a profound implication given GDPR and so many new data privacy regulations coming both in the United States and globally. This can have a big impact on how data can be exchanged or the insights around the data can be exchanged without exposing the actual data. Could you give me perhaps maybe some use cases where you've deployed this technology in industry? Yeah, what we've done at Leap here is we've really taken differential privacy from theory. And the theory and the mathematics have been developed for the past 15 years and turned that into a commercial product. And we work with industries across healthcare, technology, financial services, government on a variety of different use cases to help them make data sets available across barriers they couldn't cross before. So these types of barriers include internal organizational silos, they include geographic borders, they include lines of business, and they include third-party data share. So to give you some specific examples, we have multiple clients, which are large global banks, that have data from their institutional clients. So for example, trading information. And this data is highly regulated and proprietary, but it also has a lot of value. And Mm -hmm. historically, they had no way of making this data available. Uh, I mean, they would aggregate it, they would anonymize it, but eventually clients would be concerned about their confidentiality, things like their holdings or their proprietary trading strategies. What we're enabling for these banks is now they can build data platforms that span across all of their clients' information, according to very advanced analytics and machine learning, for the benefit of their clients, while ensuring that one client can't figure out the sensitive information of another. So that's an example in financial services. Another example is with large multinationals like pharmaceutical companies. They have highly sensitive medical data, data from research, from clinical trials, and then also data on the commercial side. And they're uh, restricted by regulations like cross-border regulation. So we're working with a pharmaceutical company today that's restricted by various European regulations, GDPR, but also jurisdiction-specific regulations like Swiss 
and German data residency laws, as well as Chinese data residency laws as well. And what we're helping them with is how can they make all of their advanced analytics, data science, and research global, but keep the data in country and meet their obligations to each country's regulators on data remaining in country, in jurisdiction, not moving between different countries, and keeping PII protected to a much higher standard than what you would find by traditional methods to satisfy GDPR requirements as well. See, Ishan, that almost just sounds too good to be true. And if I'm a lawyer, I'm going to say, well, I don't believe you. (laughs) That's too good. But this is based on mathematics and algorithms to anonymize, or is the right word anonymize, or it's definitely not scrub. Right, right. How I'd describe it is what we're doing is we're not saying we've invented some new magical technique that's going to solve every compliance or privacy problem. Differential privacy has been around for 15 years. There's thousands of papers on the topic that have been peer-reviewed by the world's leading computer scientists and mathematicians who, who work on the field. So it's very well studied and very well understood. It's also something that's understood by the legal and compliance community as well. What's unique about Leap Year is we've just taken all of these years of research and turned that into a commercial product that companies can actually use in practice on large data sets and in complex environments to do very sophisticated analytics. We've worked in various environments where there have been regulatory implications, whether it's GDPR in Europe or HIPAA in the U.S. And we go through a process and we work with our customers to make sure that we've gone through the adequate review to meet whatever regulatory requirement is relevant in this case. Yeah, see, that's what I think it was getting at. It's really defining the process and making that process transparent. Exactly. So it's not necessarily a black box per se. That's absolutely cool. Now, in the context of Leap Year and what you're doing, I was curious, I saw perhaps some open source tools that also do this mathematical algorithm, which again, when I Googled it, the algorithm looks pretty cool. It reminds me of a college algebra class or something, but (laughs) what have you done at Leap Year versus open source tools that allow you to execute this equation on data sets? Yeah, so differential privacy is a standard. It's not a particular method or formula or technique. It's a standard of data privacy. And there's many ways to meet that standard. If you never shared any data at all, you're very useful. And so what we do at Leap Year is we take the standard of differential privacy and we provide a system that meets that standard but still lets you do all forms of advanced analytics, machine learning, as well as things like reporting and statistical analysis. And that's really the challenge. How do you meet this very high standard of privacy but still allow the analyst to learn a broad range of useful information from the data. Now, in the open source, there's libraries that have been developed primarily for research purposes. Okay. And the fundamental difference between what we do and the libraries is we provide a commercial platform. The way to think about a library in analytics or data science is that it's a tool. And you can have tools for computing counts, you can have tools for computing averages with differential privacy. But what if an analyst is trying to compromise the data and they decide not to use that tool and query the data directly, the open source libraries don't give you protection against that because that's not what they're designed to do. They're designed for research purposes. What Leapier is is a platform. So you can think about it as a layer on top of your data. And to be able to query your data, whether it's a cross-border analyst, a third party, somebody across a business line that normally can't get access to that data, 
goes through that layer to get insights from the data without actually being able to go around that layer to get to the raw data itself, which because of your internal compliance requirements, governance, or regulatory restrictions, they're not able to do. So that's the key difference. This is a commercial product that requires somebody to only compute on the data through this privacy layer and not be able to get access to the raw data. But aside from that, what we do is we also provide a much broader range of statistics, data engineering operations, machine learning algorithms, which you can't find in the open source. We do a lot of our own R&D. We have multiple patents and research that we've done that's very novel in the field. And then we also ensure that this actually works in the enterprise, whether that's scaling the petabytes of data, integrating with very complex on-prem and cloud environments. We provide all of that as well. Very good, Yon. As part of my due diligence and prior to our podcast, Ishan, I did see the technology and was surprised kind of how somewhat easy it was to use because, again, as you said, it sits on top of the application. You're basically able to get visibility into the database fields and just check which fields you want to execute, I'll say, the equation on to have it subject to the, I'll say, alteration or to the <laughs> to the privacy guidelines. So it was pretty easy to use and the output was pretty simple, but that's where I think the GUI that you've wrapped around this approach is, is, is pretty impressive. For legal risk and compliance professionals, I'd be curious, you know, what should they be asking or how do they get smart on this technology? Where can they go? Obviously, maybe your website, but what should they be looking at to, to make sure that they understand this capability that they have, particularly around information governance and privacy sharing? There's a lot of material out there on differential privacy, but a large percentage of it is written for an academic audience for computer scientists or mathematicians. It's not generally written for practitioners in the legal risk or compliance space. So a large part of the purpose of our company is to develop software, but it's also to educate the community on this very specific mathematical concept and translate that into how it can be practically used for people who are facing these challenges in the real world. And so we have a number of resources, whether it's white papers, presentations that help with that, as well as case studies from our customers that have likely faced a similar challenge before. And so we work with anybody that's interested in figuring out what differential privacy is and how it can solve certain challenges they're facing to help them understand how to map this very abstract mathematical idea to a concrete solution to their business problem. It's awesome. Yeah, spot on. We're just about out of time, but I'd offer, Ishan, any closing remarks that you want to give the audience on what they can do next? Yeah, so I think what's been most interesting to me, and we've been doing this for four years, we've gone from just a nascent idea to now building a business where we've raised $40 million in capital from Bain Capital. We have customers across the world and in multiple industries. But what's been most interesting throughout this journey of building the company has been seeing the new opportunities that differential privacy unlocks for businesses. If you look at many technologies in this space, they're focused on meeting a particular regulation, on checking a box, on protecting data in a specific way. Differential privacy and the way we've implemented it is fundamentally different. It's not about just meeting a requirement. It's about unlocking new value because with differential privacy, you can get insights from data without exposing the data. And so what our customers are seeing is now they can pursue use cases that are very valuable that they previously thought just weren't possible because of the security, privacy, or regulatory implication of doing so. 
And what we're seeing now is in effectively every industry where we do business, we're finding these fundamentally new use cases that organizations weren't pursuing before because they didn't know the technology existed. And I think that's what's most exciting to me. Yeah, Ishan, I like what you said, insights without exposure. I think that's a great theme. So thank you very much for jumping out on the pond with me. And for the audience, thank you for listening into this issue of the Walden Pond, part of the Tom Fox Compliance Network. And with that, Ishan, thank you very much and have a great rest of your week. You as well. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.